0: You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polendo. We're back talking about
1: how to get that toolkit to be bigger and better and stronger. Remember, our podcast is about communication and relationships, and our task is to always return back to our base what kind of tools do you have available to use when you need them in conversation in this episode we're going to identify some ways that you can get people to talk now i know what you're thinking i get people to talk it's no problem and here's my question do you do a good job though because i think we can say to ourselves oh i ask questions and i talk to people but how does it really go there's three things that I want to talk about on this episode. One is how we ask questions, which is one I think if we were to say we're good at something, we'd say we're good at that. Second is to talk about the concept of mirroring. And then third, to talk about prompting. Now, here's basically the deal. When you and I are listening, when we want to get other people to talk, we've got to get over ourselves. (laughs) It's time to stop. Stop talking, start listening, put yourself aside The famous counselor scott peck says true listening requires setting aside oneself and sometimes that means even your personal opinion Hmm. so not rocket science right there but yeah we need that again true listening requires a setting aside of oneself and that sometimes that means setting aside your personal opinion one of the themes that you're going to hear on this episode is this idea that you and I have to step out of our active participation in the conversation and turn it over to the other party so that they can get some words out. Mm -hmm. That means maybe getting rid of our opinion or it means saying less or holding more space, but we want to have a couple of tools ready to go. So one of the first ones we talked about is asking questions, right? I think we do ask a lot of questions, I just don't think we're that precise with them. I hear this mistake made all the time where people operate their lives asking closed questions. Hmm. Asking closed questions? Mm -hmm. Think about questions as, and we'll just make it simple and say open versus closed. So when I ask an open question, that means that there's a wide variety of answers that could be given. When I ask a closed question, it's narrower in scope that means that often that's a yes or no answer or something that's far more limited, right? Mm -hmm. You know, does your house have a basement? Yes. How many kids do you have? Three, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. here's the problem. Some of us are not getting people to talk around us because we ask too many closed questions. And you might think to yourself, wait, why are people doing that? They do that often because we end up thinking about our participation more than we should in that interaction maybe even thinking about the narrative we're making up in our head. And you've certainly heard that theme on this podcast. What are we trying to do? We're trying to get more information and we're not trying to confirm the narrative in our head. Let's play this out for a second. Let's say I come over to Taylor's house and I say, I'm not eating any of the food that you put out.
0: Hmm. Um, I think like, what's wrong with what I've done for you?
1: I mean, that's the natural tendency, right?
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to judge myself and then judge you. for.
1: Okay, so me. that's the narrative you're making up. So you can yeah. see how it gets into this interaction where it doesn't belong here. You might say something like, is that because you don't like my cooking? I or mean, you don't I like this that. food? Or is something wrong? I with know you? I'm a
0: bad cook. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't prepare <laughs> better for you.
1: <laughs> so these these are reflect poor
2: reflections of self or can it be right? the opposite? What's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, it could be. But you hear these different things that are not helping the person to talk more. That's the theme of of this episode. So how do I get someone to talk more is to make sure my narrative's not included. I might say something like, well, what's going on? Or why do you say that? Just to get them posed with a more open question so that they have an opportunity to respond. I'm asking a better question that's more open in scope. And I'm asking a question that doesn't confirm the narrative I have in my head. My fear that you might not like my cooking. That's an interesting little side note we could get on. Because if you and I have an insecurity, this is where it becomes the most dangerous, right? Yeah. It's pretty dangerous.
2: The the key thing you said was you want to give them an opportunity to respond. Mm -hmm. And what if in this certain area, I don't know if I want to give this person an opportunity to respond. I've already convinced myself of the
1: story in my own head. Right. So you're just having a conversation with yourself at that point. Because all you're trying to do is get them to confirm the thing you're already thinking.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah. So am
1: I really getting them to talk when that happens? I don't think that's really what's going on there. Mm -hmm. So let's do a different example. Let's say it's it's, it's the beginning of the year and somebody says, okay, this year I'm going to get healthy. You could see how I might think if I felt I was unhealthy, I might accidentally insert that narrative into this conversation and say, are you saying I'm unhealthy? Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Are you saying that we don't eat? the right things or i don't buy the right things from grocery store uh-huh. and all of a sudden i I've, I've inserted my fear or my insecurity when the whole thing was to get them to talk because what we find in communication is that often we're not right <laughs> so whatever no it's true though so whatever i think oh, I you're going to say next i'm not necessarily nailing that like that's so in that can communication
2: be wrong. we have to remember we
1: can't read minds this, oh, is, that, this is, yeah, this is that's what a good I'm getting one. at like right that. here. Yeah. I like that. The so then I might yeah. say, well, what are you thinking about for your health plan? Or what okay. are you planning to do? And notice those are both open-ended questions. It provides a lot of runway for somebody to respond, but it also doesn't limit them down to only thinking, oh my gosh, am I bad or am I in trouble here?
0: Yeah.
1: So there's, there's an element of curiosity in an open-ended question. I like that. Yeah. That doesn't really exist good. in a closed one of the things i think about a lot in communication that we all need to probably do more just be braver hmm. just ask the question what if it is that your cooking's bad <laughs> or what if it is that you bought the wrong stuff at the store at least you're talking about it
2: why careful can't we... which relationships you're doing this in? <laughs> be very
1: no, careful. careful no but i think i i think there's too many times where we just close things down or confirm narratives because we just are afraid to actually maybe risk that and it could go anywhere I think that's the adventure.
2: It's a good adventure if I trust the person's intention with me. Sure. sure. Some people I can think of, I I can see why I ask close questions to them.
1: Yeah. But think about it though. This is where you want to get the person to talk. So I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. And that's a really good side note to say, Hey, don't use this tool on someone who abuses the privilege of a speaking turn. Mm Mm-hmm. if somebody rants or berates you or does something that's not appropriate don't use this use close questions yeah (laughs) right but this uh, is how you get people to talk so this is more like the relationships you want to grow okay so let's do a second tool so second tool mirroring now this is something that has been around for a million years it -hmm. was popularized in the recent book by chris Voss, which is never split the difference Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been around for a long time and it's the The strategy in communication where somebody says something and then you pick out a word or a couple of words out of what they say and reflect it back to them.
2: Why would we do this?
1: To get them to talk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's say Meredith says, I don't like how things are going with my neighbor. Okay. So I have now all of those words that I could pick out. I don't like how things are going with my neighbor. What word do you want to pick? Now you have a couple choices there, really two that stand out. You have things and you have neighbor. Yeah. I use this tool quite a bit in mediations that I do. One of the things that I have to think about is what is the one word I want to drill down on. Okay. So do I want to know the not like, like the feelings, or do mm-hmm. I want to know what the things are because it's vague and abstract, or do I want to know about the identity of this neighbor?
2: So I want to know the things then what's actually giving you the feelings and what's going on with this person. Mm-hmm. And that, that would get me to focus on that.
1: They say, I don't like how things are going with my neighbor and you answer with things. So all you're doing is taking that word and giving it back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say that movie was really weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Now this is something that I think some of us naturally do, but I don't think we do it enough. And i don't think we do it strategically enough so you heard what i said which is i have this this string of data that just presented to me with a sentence so that's the message and we're picking out what we find interesting to talk about and when we become very very good at this skill we can really find out more from that other person about what they're feeling and thinking what do they do they respond with more information they repeat what their thought is or they modify it and give you a better picture of what that was when somebody at work says i was trying to talk to taylor about this project but you know how she is how she is yeah or- exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like that you're went- for that one <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> that doesn't mean you won okay
0: i was watching chris voss's master class on mirroring the thing he points out about this a big part of my question for this episode is like why why do we want to get people to talk more and one of the main <laughs> things i was like oh, i don't know we only be like, shouldn't we more just quiet? shut people down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but one of the main things he was saying was that people will think you're interesting if you get them to oh, yeah. talk more oh yeah they'll like you like just as a very yeah. selfish one of the main selfish reasons that this is so interesting to me is mm-hmm. they will like you more and think you're interesting just like you don't even have to say much, but just to get them to talk more. Mm-hmm. They'll Let's, end up liking you and thinking you're an interesting person.
2: I was thinking about this. These are really good tools for if you're newly dating in the world or like yeah, true. you know what I mean? Or if you're trying to apply for a job. Yeah. Or if you're just trying you're trying to create some sort of connectedness yeah. where I mean it, this could be really useful in trusted long-term relationships. It's funny that you brought that up, Taylor, because it, it sparked a little bit of my interest in like, oh, I wonder if I was, I think I've done this on dates, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I think yeah. I've done this in a job interview, to
1: try to like really listen. Just to go off of what you said, Taylor, there's research out there in the category of what we call a high opener. Mm. So high openers are people that get other people to talk. Yeah. So in the high opener research, we know that on job interviews the smartest strategy you can do as an interviewee is get your interviewer to talk because Mm. their satisfaction is positively correlated with the amount of speaking time they'd give Mm. see see, now you're interviewing for a job so that's crazy right (laughs) right because you're like wait aren't i supposed to be providing all the answers and the research says exactly what chris voss says in that video but also from the high opener research which is you're a high opener and you get other people to talk they feel good probably Mm -hmm. because they're confirming narratives in their heads and so they feel good about that and you're nodding and holding space for that narrative and so they think positively about you so you're more likely to get the job yeah
0: absolutely yeah i like that
1: well it's kind of crazy though because if you think, what's my job tip? My t- job tip for your interview is to try to get the other person to talk
0: so they see you positively. Isn't that like the classic question you're supposed to ask? When did you get hired at this job? Or mm-hmm. what do you think about this company? What have you enjoyed sure. working for? Get them to start talking. So it's still like you're interested and it's still useful advice to you, but it does get them. I don't know. That's oh, yeah. the one I've always used. Yeah, it's well, it works. Mm-hmm. I did.
1: <laughs> All right, so that's okay. mirroring. Mirroring's where we pick out a term or terms, and we say those back in a way that suggests the other party would clarify that thing. What's your goal? Not supporting your narrative, only trying to identify what theirs is. Getting people to talk more. I'm just doing a a roundup. A recap.
2: Asking asking questions, and the questions are open questions, not closed questions.
1: And, And they're better. They're better. So they don't have your narrative embedded in them.
2: Well, open question would be part of that. That's the curiosity. We hope so,
1: yes. Uh, and then
2: the second is a mirroring, which is mm-hmm. listening for keywords or phrases, which you can mirror, repeat back.
0: Right. With the uh, perception checking, that was kind of inserting an answer for them, right? Yeah. Different tool. But with an open question, we don't want to do that. That's right. Right? Yep. Okay. That's All right. Mm-hmm. So that'd be pretty vague almost not vague
1: but just not guiding it you're not steering the conversation i think that's probably the best way to say okay. it so okay. when i ask you a question i'm trying to get you to talk one of the worst things i can do is either narrow the scope so ask something too closed or steer it in a way i want it to go okay
0: <laughs> i was just wondering do you think people do that because really they just want to talk they want it to go somewhere so they can talk about themselves
2: well i think that's what she was saying earlier maybe that's that's the confirming the story in your own head. If you're yeah. asking all these closed questions and you're not really curious about
0: really what someone else is thinking. So hmm. one aspect then would be to be genuinely
1: curious. Well, that's, I think, a great idea.
2: We're connecting here with perception checking a lot, which if someone wants to go back and listen to that as a separate tool, but a similar construct <laughs> is uh, episode 26, by the way. Episode Her's 26. favorite. My favorite.
1: We got to do a third tool. Okay. So this is one that I don't have a perfect term for. I'm just going to say prompting somebody. Mm -hmm. This is where you use a short phrase that becomes a fill in the blank. So you use a short phrase that becomes a fill in the blank so that they fill in the rest of the sentence. This is something I also use in mediation all the time. And prompting is different than coercing somebody into something, right? (laughs) Like there's I'm just leading the that's right.
0: Leading the witness.
1: Yeah. So not coercing, not leading, providing a fill in the blank, honestly. Okay. Think about that first example. So I go to Taylor's, sorry, Taylor, I'm not eating your food again. (laughs) I'm a terrible
0: cook, don't eat it.
1: So you could say a phrase back that prompted me and you'd say, and that's because, Mm. and if you say it just with the right tempo, with the right tone, I'll say, because I'm eating keto and everything here's a carb. Mm. <laughs> no i'm just saying i'll fill right, in yeah, with whatever yeah. right exactly yeah okay and that's because or and you think or you know you can do any kind of a little prompting phrase mm-hmm. um, somebody could say to you meredith sorry but i don't like our relationship and where it's going right where it's going so, <laughs> well <laughs> is
2: down the drain just kidding <laughs> um okay so what is it? I don't like our
1: relationship and where it's going. Right. So let's say your friend says that to you. Like, I don't like this. Like, maybe you don't call back when I call you or who knows, whatever. Okay, Yeah. No, so I don't like good. how this goes in our relationship. And you could say, and you're not liking. You okay. would it, give a phrase. Like not like what is, what is it you don't like, but. You could do that. That's another strategy, but that's not hmm. this strategy. Okay. So this one is just the prompt one where you have a short phrase where they fill in the blank after. Okay. okay. We had the same kind of idea where we had, I was trying to talk to Susan about our group project, but you know how she is? How she is? She's. Or you could do that. Yeah. Or because, yeah. she is, yeah. because she is. Because she is. Yeah.
0: And watch self-centered the, so the
2: yeah so watch your facial cues to
0: keep this one neutral right i have i have to think <laughs> you mentioned it that tone is a huge part of this yeah. because you could be yeah. so sassy oh, or yeah. just aggressive with it because she is or i don't know yeah. but no yeah, you can't feel like yeah tone is gonna be a huge part of that and i think that's where i was going with genuine curiosity is gonna Help you if you actually yeah. like settle this. down
1: any of those abrasive nonverbal
0: yeah accompaniments for okay. sure.
1: And I like that idea of returning back to saying this goal is to get people to talk, right? Mm-hmm. So let's not lose that part of it and say <laughs> I'm going to blow up the whole thing by making a little smirk or joking about somebody in a way that shuts them down. When I'm in conversation or when I'm doing mediations, one of the things I really need is for the other party to talk. Mm-hmm. So One of the worst things I can do is shoot myself in the foot and use a tool that will shut them down. Mm-hmm. So that's where these three tools kind of come together. So, do you want to practice? practice? Yeah, I do. I,
2: I'm, before we <laughs> do that, I was just thinking. So, it's this is this tool is to get someone how to get someone to talk more. Uh-huh. But if you're actually curious, it's how to learn. To it's also a combination. This is like perception checking meets um, what was it we talked about before, like studying someone that you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this just practice okay. a quiz? Because Taylor's going to
1: kick It's not a things. quiz, but I can make it into one, I suppose. <laughs> well, let's practice. Let's pr- I need a little practice on this. I like this. Okay. So, so I have some different phrases that I have. And the first thing we'll do is we'll do the, the open question. Okay. So we'll practice the first tool. Okay. This is where you don't insert your narrative And where you don't ask them a yes or no question, you ask them an open question.
2: And is this a race to to whoever answers better, me or Taylor? (laughs) No, well,
1: we can just whoever wants to answer it. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, so I say my brother is coming over on Saturday. How do you feel about that?
0: There you go. Is that hard, Taylor? Taylor Taylor doesn't want to get people to talk. Uh, I think I have a hard time with the open question thing because I I Okay. I asked a lot of closed
2: questions. Or I was going to say, are you looking forward to it? But that's assuming you're looking forward to the event, not.
1: It's assuming. And it's a yes or yeah. no question. Yeah. Yes or no. How do you feel about that?
0: I think I won. <gasps> um,
1: I don't think so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. One. I here. I'm going to give you, give you one, Meredith. I think we should take a vacation.
2: I don't just want to ask, where do you want to go? Cause that's, I think we should take a vacation.
1: Why is this so hard? No, it's probably easier than you're thinking. I think I'm overthinking. What did it. you have in mind? What are your thoughts? What okay. are you thinking about? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a lot easier. Like, do it easy. Just go easy, okay. simple.
1: Yeah. What do you have in mind? That's a, that's a, that's a natural question. And the other comment I would make here is keep it short. Hmm. So mm-hmm. too many times, I was just in class today talking about this. Too many times, communicators make the sentence too long. And it doesn't have the punch that it needs to have. It doesn't do the function as well because it gets bloated. Mm. So keep it short. Okay. You ready oh, to do, do mirroring? Okay. Mirroring? <laughs> you know what?
2: <laughs> Taylor's such a smart ass. <laughs> and also, can we just focus if you're watching, if you're not watching, we're drinking out of our mugs. And I tend to show the, a really cool microphone, you know, asking for a friend. And Taylor this evening has only been drinking from the hashtag not coffee side because she is just not having her rum. I have never she put
0: did. coffee in this coffee mug. Honestly. I haven't either, <laughs> actually. I actually haven't either. No. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Anyway, sorry, okay, okay. Next, mirroring.
1: What do you think about the neighborhood decision? Decision? Decision. Yeah, that's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> I won. <laughs> I'm trying to make breakfast. Where's the pan? breakfast <laughs> i don't think it's breakfast <laughs> yeah, I'm trying maybe to it's make. cereal okay oh come on now the pan this, what pan oh well, yeah that's what you're trying to find out
2: clearly uh taylor and i don't know how to make breakfast
1: the pan? <laughs> okay let's try that one again let's do okay. it again okay so i'm trying to make breakfast where's the pan the pan mm-hmm. pan
2: See, so yeah, I that feel was like pretty weak. If someone asked me that, I'd be like, the only pan we have in our house. We have one
1: pan. Come on. Okay. <laughs> sounds pretty, pretty rough and aggressive over <laughs> there at these households. I mean <laughs> oof.
0: The problem with this one is if your husband also knows this tactic and you guys just go back and forth as we did today, mirroring each other, and it's oh, yeah. a vicious cycle. Yeah, but that's oh. only
1: for weird people.
0: Yeah, I could see us doing well, that. too. The shoe fits. It goes
1: the pan, the pan? The, the, the pan. Open, the pan. <laughs> oh my goodness okay Okay. next one (laughs) all right so now let's do the prompting where we do a short phrase after to try to get someone to fill in the blank okay okay i'm angry about the project at work i want to mirror that i know that's why i did it the project that you could There's probably a better answer out there. Angry about? Yeah, you could do that. I'm angry about the project at work. I would do something easier and say, and that's because,
0: and you're thinking,
1: and you're angry at, which is a little Mm -hmm. modification of what you said. Okay. You're creating a runway for them to talk. Can we get another one of those? (laughs) Of course. My brother is coming over on Saturday
0: this one <laughs> mm. and that's because there you go <laughs> i just have a hard time not asking like a specific question i know yeah and so that's where we're going wrong though mm-hmm. yeah
1: because we want to have them have the freedom to say anything about it the the other party mm-hmm. so
0: give them that freedom the examples you used was it your thoughts are or your feeling what were
1: a lot of times I use because. Okay. Because you are and, and it's that
0: tone that like you're, and you're feeling it, you're stretching it that you're for them. Feeling, that's a good one without <laughs> being very clinical.
1: How do you feel? Right. About and that? here's what I'd say about the tool though, what's interesting, it's highly successful. Yeah. Now it's like perception checking. All of these actually are like perception checking in that you have to pull it off without being cheesy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So you
1: can't be laughing. I have
0: not done this episode. You can't be
1: insincere. Here's what what I would say kind of in summary about tools for all of us to kind of think about. I know you don't want to practice these aloud. Mm -hmm. I know you don't want to. You have to. Mm -hmm. These are going to need some practice for sure. And we could listen to this podcast and we could say, oh, I listened to the perception checking. That was so great. Mm, Didn't really get out and use it. Here's what I'll say. It's not a tool in your box hmm that's where you are and that's what these three if you don't get out and try them it's not gonna happen for you here's the homework that I'm gonna give everyone the homework <laughs> is to pick out one of these and pick a setting and try
0: to use it a few times yeah I feel like you just pick a low stakes kind of opportunity yeah
1: here's a, a thought for you if you want to practice in one of the easiest settings pick someone whose relationship you care about mm. and or pick a child <laughs> Here's the great yeah. thing about children. They're not as judgmental as adults. That's amazing. So you can try this strategy with a child a lot easier than you can with an adult because they're not going to make an observation. Are you trying a new trick on me? Hmm. So when the child comes up and says, I'm mad, you can say, and that's because... Mm-hmm. Mad? Or you can do mad. And then you're telegraphing a new skill to that child, actually, which is also a good thing. I like this. Pick the least judgmental people to try these tools on. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing. You have to practice it. Mm -hmm. And there's no way around it. So I know everybody likes to say, oh, you know, I heard it. It sounds really good. It's a great idea for other people. And if we're really going to be serious about building our communication skills, we have to get serious enough to actually try these things. So if you haven't practiced perception checking yet, episode 26, check it out. Do it. Here's some more tools to go into that box, hearing, mm-hmm. prompting, asking better questions. Mm-hmm. What are we trying to do? We're trying to grow our relationships. Why do we care about that? Because we know that when we get people to tell us what they are thinking and feeling, we can build that relationship.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really inspired by this these tools. It's a good TC4G. For sure. I was literally just thinking that. It's a good training comfort for growth. And that for me is I think I just realized, like, I, even in preparing for this, I'm like, oh, yeah. I do to ask open-ended questions and you give these examples and I'm like, wow, like we <laughs> get so comfortable just asking yeah. questions that are so like short sighted or short, you know, I can think of mm-hmm. some people in my life that are not judgmental that I really care about that I want to practice this with.
1: Think of the word limiting. Am mm. I limiting the other parties so that they don't share as much with me or am I opening it up so they share more? Hmm. Because at the end of the day, that is the metric. It's not about perfect tools and it's not about this always matches that or something like that. It's about, am I getting my goal, which is to help them want to talk more, not less. And when we can do that, we can do a lot. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend.
0: Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.